The following podcast is a B&E Network exclusive. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the main event. Shot to the chest, radio! And welcome to Chop to the Chest Radio, baby! Woo! I am your host, Chevy Chavarri, the excellence of podcast execution. And today, we have an amazing show with another amazing voice, the voice of reality of wrestling, Mr. Brad Gilmore. But before we get into that, with me this week, I'm super excited, as always, my, my partner in crime, my tag team, my big black to my Rob Deerdeck. See, I didn't even go wrestling that time. Uh-huh. I went MTV, baby. Black rock. Uh, really? <laughs> black, really? Big black. I mean, the resemblance is there. Mr. 409 himself, Nate Laws. Tell the people what's up. What's going on, people? You know it's your boy, Nate Laws. 409 is most definitely in the building, standing up and representing. And, man, it is crazy cool today because we have a guy who actually... What we're doing right now is what he does for reality wrestling. So, my brother, go ahead and tell the people who you are. What's going on, everybody? Thank you all for having me. Brad Gilmore here, the, you know, the dress shoe wearing, Ric Flair and good hair having, entertainment world champion. So good. Oh, you know good. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, like I'm, I'm happy to be here, guys. You know, like you said, uh, one half, I will correct you, one half of the voices okay. of reality wrestling. Okay. Got to shout out my guy, Matt Topolsky, who's the play by play, obviously. Um, you're a very, very talented man. But hey, thanks for having me, guys. I'm excited. No, I'm excited you're here. Um, I, I've been following you since you were ring announcing, right? That's okay, where cool. You, yeah. What did you do before for reality wrestling before you actually stepped in the ring to do announcing? No, that was the first thing. First that was thing. The First thing, yeah. Um, it was crazy. I, I was, uh, I was at, I was doing something. I, you know, it was like one of those things. You know, when you wake up in the morning, and you scroll through Twitter, mm-hmm. and that's the first thing I do. Yeah, I look at the notifications, see what's going on. What did I miss during my slumber, during my siesta, if you will? Oh yeah. Um, so I'm looking at it, and I'm just scrolling through, and somehow I was out of wrestling at the time. I wasn't really watching, and somehow I came across Booker T's Twitter. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't follow Booker at the time. Wouldn't really wasn't paying attention to anything. So I, uh, I'm starting to scroll through it, and there was a thing that said looking for uh, announcers, uh, like a commentary, commentary. So they said looking for announcers. Email Paul Cook, and I'm like, all right. Well, you know what? I was doing radio at the time, a lot of online radio. Mm-hmm. Watched wrestling as a kid. I'm like, okay, this might right. be something that I could throw my hat into. Uh, it was the embryonic stages of the YouTube show for reality wrestling. Okay. So um, I think there were only like eight episodes in at the time. So I threw my name in the hat, and uh, it was like two weeks later. I got a call. Hey, hey, can you come down and you know meet with us? You know, uh, interview, kind of see what you can do. And I remember uh, uh, the director Kevin Bernhardt was there. Booker was not. But we did a, uh, it was me and another guy, and we did kind of an audition. It was down to the two of us. One of us was going to get the job, the other one wasn't. Okay. And so they pulled out an iPad and they played a match. They said, commentate it, right? Mm-hmm. I did ferociously awful. It was right. the worst thing I had ever done. I felt so embarrassed. I was like, I had this one shot, completely blew it. And that was like on a Tuesday. Well, I get a call on a Thursday from the same guy, Paul Cook. Hey, our ring announcer has strep throat. Have you ever done ring announcing before? And one thing I did know about the entertainment industry is you always say yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do you speak French? Absolutely. <laughs> right. And then you do a crash course, you try to figure it out yeah, within yeah. the two days. So I said, yeah, absolutely. I've done ring announcing several times, which I hadn't at all. Mm-hmm. And so I came down um, a couple days later, met with Booker, mm-hmm. and uh, he was like, yeah, well, we'll give you a shot. And then that was the first thing I did. Right. We, um, man, we used to go to these shows, and we were, like, I, I've never, 
I didn't really watch the the TV show. So yeah. because I'm like, I'm there live, I don't need to watch it again yeah, kind of kind of concept. Yeah. So we used to come out and you'd come out and my friend was like, That dude looks like Ryan Seacrest. And so we'd always be like chanting Seacrest at you. I remember uh, uh the, 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 there were some people who would chant, Never gonna give you up, never nice. gonna let you do you know. the, the Rick uh, Ashley. Ashley look. The Rick yeah, Ashley a little look. bit. Yeah, definitely. I never thought about that. Oh, why'd I miss that chance? Oh, um our whole thing good. is like, dude, we keep it real, we keep it here, we cheer for the bad guys. Uh, um we, you know, we'll make fun of the faces. That's kind of our deal in, cool. in the ring. And I, you know, we did Seacrest thing with you. Yeah. And then I actually watched the TV show. Yeah. And you are the heel side yeah. announcer and yeah. it was it was it's very it's very chipper it's very upbeat and like in our messaging back and forth you reminded me of a young Bobby Heenan and I was super oh, yeah. excited about that um, it, it, particularly the part where you know Shawn Michaels throws marginality through the through the barbershop window he's like oh I told you they, they'd stay together forever and then he kicks him he's like I told you he didn't need that but you know <laughs> and, and you pull that move a lot in, yeah, in the yeah, thing yeah. and I love it I love it so I, um, I was you know I'm, I'm a changed man to, to the Brad Gilmore oh, well, that's uh, good, man. franchise we'll say <laughs> well um, you know it's funny you say keep it real keep it heel yeah. right and I feel like that's the cool thing I don't even say that I'm a heel quote unquote right you don't yeah. I just I just you know, um, you go out there, you turn the volume up, as you've heard people say before, right. and you and you just kind of. Here's the thing: is is like, I, I've always done live entertainment, right? I've been in front of a crowd, and when you're in front of a crowd, it's a different experience. You're in front of a crowd, you know, you can hear how they're reacting to what you're saying. So it was a real adjustment going from ring announcing to commentating, because you're sitting there and people don't hear what you're saying. So you're not getting a reaction right then and there. It's like, it takes people going to watch the show, right. mm-hmm. and then you get it, and then you still don't hear their reaction. Mm-hmm. So it, it's really strange out there. A lot of the times, I just think I'm a crazy person just saying these things, and you know, not getting a reaction until much later. Then someone, thank you for the compliment. Right. No, we'll, yes. we'll give you the compliment. For sure. Yeah, for sure. It's kind of the opposite too. Like when you go to a, say you're so used to watching wrestling on TV or that, and you go to a live event and there is no commentary. You're oh, like, oh man, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's a world. I, I spent this last weekend at the Lucha. Underground show came okay, in Houston, cool, yeah. and it was it was a weird vibe, man. It wasn't like it wasn't the same. It wasn't like watching on TV, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so let me ask you this: so as wrestlers, they they most and we'll get for that. What you've never had like an inkling, a uh, longing to actually get in the ring? And no, wrestle. man, not since I was That's like not you know, your vibe. seven or eight. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, when I was seven years old, man, I would really beat up some stuffed animals. You know, I like oh, jackhammers, care bears, you know, <laughs> care bears, do the do the macho man elbow, like but uh, <laughs> and you know some some backyard wrestling with your your neighborhood friends. But yeah, right, right. no, no, no inkling, man. You know, I I did athletics like you know uh, up until my uh, junior year in high school. Uh, but then I fell out when I started getting into uh, I got into music and then I got into uh, radio broadcasting thereafter like senior years of high school um, which seems like forever now um, but uh, that's kind of when I shifted from I was a baseball player kind of thing and I shifted away from that and then kind of focused on the entertainment side of things yeah so, oh, so no inkling no no inkling of being yeah, an I mean, actual kind of like me like I've never I love 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 wrestling yeah. I ain't trying to get in the ring just ain't my vibe oh, hold on hold on hold on yeah go ahead Nah, so I got this guy. Don't okay. be trying to bring this guy to the wrestling ring, cause man, listen to that man. Matter of fact, as soon as we're done, I want him to record my voicemail, man. Oh, I like that. <laughs> he's late four nine. He's not here. Get mm-hmm. back with him. I'm like telling that. people just call to hear the voice. It's good. That's right. Don't get me wrong. Solid. You got awesome voice. Hey, this no, guy no, no. Right here, I'm, I'm giving the praises <laughs> to Mr. Brad Gilmore. I appreciate um, it. Um, so yeah. So on on um, I don't remember where I was going with that. I had a whole, <laughs> I had this whole lineup. 
And I Line just cut in. You I'm cut sorry. me in. Nah, you're good. You're mm, good. I'm Mr. Nate Laws. I don't have to get in the ring because look at this guy. Yeah, no. This is what I got. I keep yeah. trying to buy, I keep trying to Paul Heyman for him. You know yeah, what I'm saying? <laughs> just give him a little, the voice of the big man yeah, over here. Yeah, yeah, um, that's what you're doing? So, yeah. So, um, prior to this, you said you do radio and music. Mm-hmm. What kind of music do you do? Oh, uh, well, yeah. It, it's interesting, man. Um, it was a decade ago, actually. Um, my friend, uh, Avery Davis, I'll shout out him right now. Um, okay. Uh, he actually is a solo act now by the name Us, and he's doing really cool things. Um, so, shout out to Avery. So, but, by uh, himself, and he calls himself a group. Like, more than one. He calls himself Us. Yeah. 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 Which I like. And there's waiting for more than one person. No, it's <laughs> just me. Wait a minute. You said Us. Yeah, right. It's us. plural. What We're all doing? together right. in this. He's like, but that, I mean, the booking, that's good. Like, he can book as a band and just keep all the <laughs> yeah. money. Yeah, there, there you go. Up. I like it. Yeah. I like it. But, you know, we, uh, Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've been uh, friends, you know, since first grade at Edgar Allan Poe Elementary, and it was never about, more. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, never more. Mm-hmm. Quote the Raven. Um, but uh, it was like 2006, man, and um, we uh, we got into uh, it was the thing, and I'm sure y'all know it was lunch rooms, people beating on the tables. Oh. So you just with start pencils? with pencils, right? There oh, yeah. and yeah. rulers, whatever they could find, mm-hmm. and you know, and you get into it, man. And hip hop for me at a very early age. Uh, you know, coming up in the 2004, 5, 6 of Houston mm-hmm. when Mike Jones, Paul Wall, Chameleonaire, Slim Thug, okay, dang, Michael man, Watts, man. when they were all... expecting Hold it down. Yeah, I, go, I mean, right. I go a little old school with Ghetto Boys. Yeah. It's kind of And my, then, you, then know. you said 409, you know, yeah. so, so we got to talk D- DMD or you got to talk, uh, you know, UGK oh, yeah. and, oh, and the, oh, the classics. Oh, you know oh, Brad Gilmore. Right, you know right, right. Brad Gilmore. And, uh, and you know, so so that was big. That was big in the culture. We, we talk so much hip hop on this podcast. It, yeah. just, it just naturally hip hop. Hip hop. You know? Hip hop's the thing, man. You know? and, and Houston, the Houston sound, and you know, in Port Arthur, you know, Beaumont right. area. Yeah. I mean, that little sound, kiki action. Yeah, little oh, yeah. kiki. You know, the, all the screwed up click, man. I mean, Ooh. it's uh, it's ESG. You know, what oh. I'm saying? you know, man, everyday street gangster. But um, oh. but for me, uh, <laughs> y'all on K Reno. Oh come on! Oh my God! Oh my God! That's my dude, right? Hey Reno, man. Uh, but you know, so that so that was the <laughs> I like influence, this dude, man. <laughs> that was the, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm lost. Go ahead, Nate. Take note. I don't know where to go from here. Go ahead. But you no, know, so that was the main influence, right? I mean, right. that's what that's what I grew up listening to. My my sister's seven years older than I am, so that's a lot of things that she would play in the car. We were listening to Slim Thug. We were listening to Little Flip, and so that, and so for me. For me, that was that was the influence. So, so Avery and I, you know, he he, I said, you know, you're gonna be the DJ. I'll be the MC. We'll have the Fresh Prince, Jazzy Jeff thing going on. Come on, and uh, and, and so that's that, so we started doing that in 06, and then 07 comes, and then you you get another friend when we're in high school, and then next thing you know, it's five of us, and we're doing this really crazy concoction of of pop. Hip hop, R and B kind of thing, and uh, you know it's called 2011, and we've uh, we've been together now for like a decade, man, and, and you're and still that, doing it, and we're still doing it. You know, okay. we we've been on a little bit of a, of a hiatus because we all have so many individual mm-hmm. projects going on. My guy Corbin Dallas is working on his uh, new album called Water. Like I said, Avery is us is doing great things. Uh, my DJ DJ Motai always out there in the clubs, man. So you know we we've been growing our individual brands. Um, but our last release came uh, 2014. We had a single out, but 2013 was our album, 20 Summers, which was named in Houston Press of Top 20 out of Houston for the year, which mm-hmm. was really cool. And we, had, cool. and we were nominated for Best Rap Group uh, by the Houston Press Music Awards uh, in 2014. So we had some... That actually led me to uh, doing that. We you know, playing a lot of live shows, numbers, mangoes, you know, these, these old spots that we would do and, and get involved with the hip-hop community and that led you to uh, I said you know what man it'd be great if we could get on radio some kind of way and there was an underground station at the time called Local Live Houston it was an online radio station so our manager at the time got us an interview 
on the station. And I'm like, man, this is awesome. And our interview was so entertaining. The program director of the radio station, not to put myself over too much though, but right. it, it, Come it, was, on, so, it was so entertaining. Like he literally was like, guys, I need y'all to do a radio show for us. Awesome. So our group started actually interviewing guys and then that only lasted a few episodes and then they kind of fell out of it, but I found a real passion for right. it. I loved talking to people. I loved having that, once again, an audience right there to entertain. So um, that's when I uh, started the Brad Gilmore show in 2010 or 11, 2011. And that was kind of the beginning of my radio broadcasting. Okay, and now what are you doing with it? Are man, you, now, you, you know, man, I'm, I'm all out of here. You know, um, I co-host a show with Booker T right. called Heated Conversations on Sports Radio 610. We Is just that had, online anywhere? Yeah, yeah, it's a podcast. You can get it at iTunes, okay. uh, Play.it. Um, cool. It's everywhere. We just had Goldberg and uh, Charlotte on um, this last weekend, so it was a great episode. But I'm uh, doing that. Five days a week, I host a podcast with my guy Matt Topolsky called Your Opinion Doesn't Matter. And uh, Brad Gilmore's show, I actually kind of suspended it earlier this year, but uh, I'm thinking about five, some stuff. Five days a week? Five said. days a week, man. Five you days a week. record every day, or do you all just record once uh, and chop it up? Every day. Every day. Um, we, we get together in the mornings, man, knock it out, try to do a half hour. We talk. That's intense, we talk, bro. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. talk. We like, talk we, uh, it's hard for me to get stuff out once. You know what I'm saying? We try to go once a week. Oh, and, trust me, man. Do it yeah. once a week. But here's the thing what I like yeah. about it is that it's not guest-reliant, which yeah. is what my other shows were always were, right, were right, guest-reliant. Right. So when you have uh, two people who can create content by themselves it, and you know do it for a half hour every day, you can really make yeah. it work, and, and you know we don't just talk one subject. You talk wrestling, we talk pop culture, we talk other sports, we, we get into politics a lot. Um, we kind of you know diversify our uh, our subject matter, and it's really been good. You know, we, where, where we are you all out of? Drop, drop some knowledge on, on the. I mean, I mean opinionpodcast.com, yeah. uh, You know, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, the Very FNX cool. Network in Australia. Um, you know, we're yeah. all over the place. Hey, down under, down under. Yeah, put another shrimp on a bobby. <laughs> but um, you know, we're we're everywhere, man, and it's been really cool. We've we've done it for over a year. We have two hundred and fifty one episodes as of today. Beautiful, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, always growing. We've had interviews, interviews with guys like Eric Bischoff, Bruce Pritchard, whose brother Love's been on right, our show right. a few times. Uh, Mickey Gall, who defeated CM Punk yes. at UFC uh, two o uh, whatever say? it was. What do you say? What do you say? Yeah. Oh, we had him before he. No, oh, okay, okay, um, okay. But um. You know, Mickey is a great guy. I've got to we've I've talked to Mickey several times. Right. We we text each other every now and then, and uh, you know he's got a, a fight with Super Sage Northcutt coming up soon in December. Uh, Sage Northcutt out of Katy, Texas. So mm-hmm. it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun it's gonna be fun fight for Mickey Gall. But yeah, so that's what we do on he, on uh, your opinion doesn't matter. And then um, I just wrapped up the series finale of a podcast I did over three seasons um, about Back to the Future, which is my favorite movie really? franchise. Dude, dude, come on, man. You like that love one? It, you got, love you it, got, man. You got, the, you, got the, you got the shoes? Uh, I don't. I didn't get the shoes, oh, man. I, I, yeah. I submitted. You know, I'm actually wearing a Michael J. Fox Foundation bracelet. Okay. Uh, my my grandmother for uh, over a decade now, almost 15 years, suffered from Parkinson's disease. Uh, but she just had her 90th birthday. Still kicking, man. Uh, but um, so the movies were always my favorite as a kid, and then awesome. uh, I grew closer to Michael J. because of the Parkinson's thing, right. and uh, I felt a connection to him. So I actually just wrapped up the series finale of that, where we look back at the movies, uh, break them down. But I've also had interviews with you know Jennifer Parker. Uh, yes. With Marty's girlfriend, mm-hmm. uh, talked to um, oh man, I talked to the guy who replaced Chris Crispin Glover in the second and third movies mm-hmm. as George McFly. Mm-hmm. Um, I talked to the special effects supervisors of the movies. Awesome. I went. Oh, oh this was cool. This ahead. was cool. In uh, in April, I went down to the DeLorean. I was about to. I was about to ask you about that. Go oh, ahead, man. Yeah. So uh, Stephen Wynn, who's the CEO of DeLorean uh, Motor Company. 
I you know I saw a, a USA Today story or something or, or, or you know one of those morning shows or something. I saw that the DeLorean was coming back and I was mm-hmm. hype about it. Mm-hmm. And then um, then I found out when I started to do a little bit of uh, when I started to do a little bit of research that the DeLorean headquarters was in Humble, right? So just literally, I didn't know that either. I, I didn't, I didn't know it either. either. So I was like, whoa, 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 what? So I, I sent out a, a, some feelers to some people I knew out there, and I li- literally I get a call from some English guy. On my phone, I just happened to answer it. I, I never answer numbers that I don't have saved, right? Right. But I said, some, so someone told message, me I got to answer. Leave right. a message, right? Right. And if you leave a message, leave a callback number, and I'll get to that in a second. Right. But anyway, so this guy calls, and for some reason I answer, and he's like, this is Stephen Wynn with uh, the owner of DeLorean Motor Company. I uh, saw so you reached out to me. You'd like to do an interview? I was like, hell yeah, I'd like to do that. <laughs> That's awesome. And so he invited me down, gave me a tour of the whole facility, uh, videotaped the whole thing, man. It was awesome. And he has a replica time machine. Oh, flux capacitor. Flux capacitor and everything. I'll show you some pictures, dude. It was so sweet. And um, that was another really awesome moment. So we've right. had some good people. 1.21 gigawatts. I know. I'm, I'm super uh, jealous of Brad Gilmore's yeah. life. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm also always like, we need these rest. I guess we'll take the announcer. But you're like coming in, killing it. <laughs> killing it, Brad. Brad Gilmore. <laughs> but yeah, man, I mean, so... Would you call yourself the most interesting man in Rome? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Oh, I'm going oh, to leave that to, to the Booker man. Uh, okay, King Booker's okay. got to be the inter- most interesting person. But, I mean, I, I've, I've had, like, a lot of cool opportunities um, in life, man, to go out there and do things and, and interact with people who I've always admired. You know, right. when, when we talk about the guys like the Slim Thugs and the Chameleonaires and the Paul Wall, I went from listening to these guys, jamming these guys, to these guys being my colleagues, and then we text back and forth. You know, Paul Wall... And my guy C. Stone and TV Johnny just opened a new store mm-hmm. for TV jewelry and Johnny Dang Company. And they it's do cool. the grills and stuff, right? Oh, yeah. They do the grills, man. You know, yeah. it's cool, man. It's cool when uh, when Paul Wall, you know, gives you a grill. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You and, own a Paul Wall grill. I have a Paul Wall grill. And Johnny fitted Dang. for you. What it do, fitted baby. for me. What it do, the Iceman. So uh, right. it's cool to go from, you know, listening to these people, growing up right. to these people, even Booker T. My first... Live event I ever went to for wrestling was a WWE show back in 2000, I think, in six, 2006. And the main event was Booker versus Ray for the world title. And I go from that to sitting next to him on a weekly basis doing the radio show and, and writing this show along with him and Bruce right. Pritchard and Kevin. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just kind of one of those crazy things. And then I'm touring the DeLorean oh, yeah. headquarters. Right. I'm yes. sitting in a time machine. Come right. on. Come on. You show, up in a, you show up in like a bubble vest. Like I, did, I did not. That might have been mud. That, that might have been, been like, a little oh, mud. It's, it's one, of these, guys. one, of, these guys. one yeah. of these guys. One of these guys. One of these guys. So is a DeLorean in your future? You know, so they're, they're, they're doing these refurbs. For uh, 50, 50K, uh-huh. right? You can get a refurb DeLorean. But see, I'm a truck guy, yeah. right? I'm, I'm, I'm Texas. Uh-huh. I'm Texas down to the core. I, like I drive my, my red Ford F-150. Especially in those loafers, bro. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, you like it. Yeah, you like <laughs> this, this is Texas right here. Right. No. Uh, I drive my Ford F-150 that I affectionately call Clifford the Big Red Truck. Okay. And, I like that. Uh, you know, I mean, so I don't know if I could do a DeLorean, but it was cool to be there. You don't, want, you don't have, you don't want to own one. I, I don't want to own one. Okay. I don't, you know, I mean, I think it's one of those cars that you you can love to admire, but I don't. Right, know if and like once you get it, it might ruin that whole. Yeah, I, you know, and not that it would ruin it, but it, the thing is, I could drive a DeLorean, that'd be great, but I'm not driving a time machine. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm not. It doesn't have the flex capacity. It doesn't. I gotta find like pictures of it to show you, or I can show right. the. What if it later. came decked out full on? If it came decked out full on, I gotta do it. Yeah, uh, I gotta do it. Yeah. One, yeah. one time for the city. Mr. Fusion on the back. Mr. Fusion's on the back, man. I gotta do it, but. 
Uh, man, yeah. So, I mean, it, 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 I've had some really cool opportunities to do. Look, look at this thing. So, look, here we are. So, there was All inside right. DeLorean Motor No video company. on the show, but no we're looking. No video on the show, but I'm going to do play-by-play. I'm a commentator. Okay, here, I like right? that. I like so, that. So, uh, I'm looking at the DeLorean right now. Let's, mm-hmm. see if, uh, let's see if we can get some audio up in this thing. You found this video really quick. Like, you have it saved. Like, it's on a file. Oh, it's in, it's in, so, here's the, here's the time machine. Beautiful. Look at that. And it's got oh. the flux capacitor yes. in there. Mm-hmm. Time circuits. I gotta find my favorite thing in the world. So I, I get. So this. was this an actual movie prop or just replica? This was a this was a replica. Okay. Someone did. This is you in a time machine. Yeah. Look at this. This is my favorite thing. Look at my face. I'm so amazed yeah, by this. There, I mean, it's not even like a Ready? smile. You time like, circuits. Look at that. And right there. That sounds. Oh my god. To say, was, you were so like you were so you were just, I was 5 you, years old. Yes. Oh, it was so You looked amazing. glazed over. Like maybe oh, I a, was. Little, a little concussed. I was. By <laughs> by, by uh by I, joy. Yeah, to, to, <laughs> yeah. to quote Jerry the King Lawler, I had the crispy cream look cuz I was glazed nice. over. Nice. Yeah. Nice. But it was So um, on that segue, most yeah. of these wrestlers come in. This is where I was going earlier. I just remembered. Cool. Most of these wrestlers come in, and they're like, I have these heroes. I want to get in the ring. Da, da, da. As an announcer, yeah. do you feel that way about other announcers? You know, it's one of those weird things. It's like the commentary is something that you never like. When I was a kid, I never paid attention to it. You know what I mean? Like right. you hear it, but you're not paying attention to it. Right. And broadcasting when I was young, I mean, it was nothing I ever thought about doing. You right. know, uh, I wasn't until like you know last few years that I thought about it. And literally, this is how I became a commentator. Right. So I'm doing ring announcing, which I just lucked into, had right. no clue what I was doing, but made it happen. Right. Did that develop a passion for wrestling or rekindling? We'll say. Or yeah, I, I don't think even the ring announcing, just being here. Right. And and seeing the guys, you know what I mean. And then you know. Um, I mean, I always loved it, but I just, you know, you kind of, you. I think every wrestling fan's gone through the stage of where you don't watch right. for a, right. for at least a year. Bro, I'm, t- I'm a giant fan, and I've been working so much in the last month, besides reality of wrestling, yeah. I haven't seen anything. I know, yeah, month. I mean, that's I just, just how it gets, man. You yeah. know, um, but, so, it did, I wouldn't say that it, being the ring announcer maybe rekindle a passion for it, but being around the guys, being around the atmosphere, you know, my, you know, and stepping in the ring, actually, maybe actually had something to do with it, being in that squared circle and seeing... You know the crowd and, and right. hearing. I mean, it gives you like some goosebumps oh, when you're I'm in with there, you. and uh, I think that had something to do with it. But so I'm doing ring announcing, had no inclination of ever doing commentary, and I was hosting this club night one night um, over in in uh, on Al- off Alameda called uh, Debonair, and I'm doing this club night, and Booker comes by, you know, to have some fun, and we're out there talking, and he was just like, "Man, I think you need a bigger role on the show." And I was like, oh, Book, you know, I'm, I'm loving this. This is fun. I'm having a great time. He's like, yeah, but just think about it. And then literally um, we're going to do Comic Palooza for the first time. Okay. And we're going to film TV out there. And I'm, you know, getting ready. I'm getting the match card. You know, I'm going to write all the things out the night before. And Booker calls me. He's like, hey, so you ready for tomorrow? I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm writing my notes out now. He's like, okay, good, because you're, you're going to do uh, color tomorrow. Right. I was like, I'm going to do what? He's right. like, you're going you're gonna to do color tomorrow. You're going to do commentary with Matt Topolsky. I was like, what? <laughs> and so I remember hanging up the phone from him and calling Rich uh, Bukini, uh, Rich Brennan in WWE, who worked here at Reality Wrestling for a while. He was doing SmackDown at the time. I called him. I'm like, Rich, I need a crash course right now. And I remember we talked for like two hours, and he was giving me all the ins and outs. So being a commentator was something I never thought about. And then with the first couple outings, I was still finding my footing. So to go back to your question about, you know, do I admire commentators growing up? No. But now... I find the the ultra, ultimate entertainment value in guys like '90s era Jerry the King Lawler, 
Like yep. you said, Bobby Heenan. My favorite actually is Jesse Ventura. I think Good. he was he was fantastic. Yeah. Gorilla uh, Monsoon, what do you thought? Oh, Gorilla. I like Gorilla. A lot yeah. of people say his play by play was a little wonky, but yeah. he was the perfect foil you, for Bobby. Right. Exactly. Do you watch I'm really impressed with Matt Stryker from Lucha. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like you saw him in WWE. Yeah. Okay, he's Matt Stryker. Yeah. Um he gets on Lucha and it's like the the wealth of knowledge. I, yeah. And, and I, don't get me wrong. I think sometimes he makes up some of the move names, like, but it sounds <laughs> legit. I'm like, you know, yes, like, Matt Stryker. The thing, the thing is, everyone has their own style. Everyone has things they'd like to listen yeah. to. Matt Stryker, I think he does a great job. He's not yeah. someone who I flock to and say, this is the this is the guy. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? But I think for what – the Lucha Underground thing is a hard thing. You yeah. know what I mean? It's a different it's a different product. Mm-hmm. It's, not, it's not a traditional wrestling show. So it's hard for me – to know the, what the right style is, so he might be right. getting direction from somebody else yeah. of of the way to go, which just doesn't, which isn't, wouldn't be. I say it wouldn't be my natural tendencies the way right. he calls things. So, but I think yeah, I think Vampiro does a good job. Vampiro is really good. yeah, I think he does a great job. But it was something that's like you grow an appreciation yeah. for these guys. Mm-hmm. Um, you grow an appreciation for Jr. Right. No, no disrespect to the commentary team now in WWE, but when you listen to Jr. and King from the nineties, right. dude. I'm telling you, Jr. and King was just like it was just like Batman and the Joker. You know, it was what I'm so it was perfect. so you had Jr. and he was seeing the good, and then Jerry King Lawler he would see the good, <laughs> but he go quick to the bad. You know, oh, yeah. yeah. What I really liked so much about him is whenever uh, his son was in the ring, Brian Christopher, and then Jr. would be like, "Man, uh, Apple doesn't fall from the tree, huh? What do you mean? <laughs> what are you trying to say? You know?" I think that's it's kind you. of the mark of a good heel too: yeah. is ignoring the blatantly obvious, yes. right? Right, and you do that well, and, and, and I like that. And, like and that's that. that's something that I think a good heel commentator does. Right. Like, um, with like, like I love Stevie Ray, and, and we talk about this uh, a lot of the times. I get to do his radio show every now and then, just to have fun. But um, you know, when he'll blatantly. To Matt Topolsky, not to me. Mm-hmm. Right. When he'll blatantly, he, Matt claims that he low blows somebody or he gets involved in Matt. Yeah, yeah. I don't see a thing. You know I what like saying? that. I just yeah. see him helping him back in the ring. You right. Know and they fell. They obviously tripped. Mm-hmm. Every yeah, now yeah. and then, the, the, you know, the mats might get a little, you know, a little crooked. wet. They, they, they sweat. They, they, yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're athletes. Oops. They're sweating. Mm. Dripping. They're sweating. You. Some of them like, drink water and it's splashing right. everywhere. You know, Steve Ray's just, he's a good guy. He's just being, he's just being an upstanding citizen. <laughs> That's what I like. That's all he's being. I see that. And so yeah, he's helping him back in the ring. He's been there. He so, knows. He's fallen outside of the ring. He's yeah. done. He's done it a million times. Right. You know. So he's Good. just helping mm-hmm. guys out. So for me, that's I, that's what I see. I like that. So I'm gonna call that. Yeah. That's how I. That's how I look at it. Who are you excited about in reality of wrestling? Like when they walk into the ring, who gets? Man, you, you know what's cool. You know what's cool is when reality wrestling first started, and it's funny that you say that because when reality wrestling first started, it was Booker T's reality of wrestling right the fans were excited when booker came out mm-hmm. you know what i mean the crowd and they still are but i'm saying right. the crowd was excited to see booker right they were going to the event because it was booker t's reality of wrestling yeah and what we've done over the last four years that's been rebranded reality of wrestling mm-hmm. is gotten it to a point to where people are excited to see reality of wrestling right it's like with nxt or with wwe you you there you have your favorites mm-hmm. but you're going for the brand name yes right you know, um, you know, Dr. Pepper has 23 flavors in Dr. Pepper, right? Mm-hmm. You're not buying it for the one flavor. You You're buying it because it's Dr. Pepper. You know what right, I'm saying? Right, so, right. And I think that's where we got into with reality of wrestling, you know, is people are coming to watch the entire show. Um, but as far as who are my favorites in reality wrestling, I always got to give them a shout out. Rex, Rex Andrews 
is right. phenomenal. Oh we cannot have a show without somebody mentioning Rex Andrews. We, gotta get Rex we are at here. we are at uh, Reality of Wrestling, the World Gym, right now. World Gym Arena, right now. World Gym Arena. I like that. And I might have seen Rex Andrews mosey to the back for He's training, here. and I might have to stop him on the way out and be like, "Bro, I message you. Hey, I ain't got no response yet." Back, man. He, he just launched, he just hits me strong style. He just launched a website today called uh, RexAndrewsGrapples.com. I'm giving him a plug. So oh, maybe you can get him through that. Go. Who knows? Hey, yeah. I heard you had a website. You should come talk about it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come yeah. Plug your website. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah. Saying? Good. Come Every single it. wrestler says they love getting in the ring with them when they know that they're going to get beat up when they they're get in the get ring with them. Yeah, they're yeah. going to get and beat up. Yeah, they love it. They I'll love never it. Forget, I'll never forget. We did this show uh, not too far from here. It was a biker show, right? Okay. And it was the first year we were there. It was a biker rally. Hitchcock. Galveston. Yeah. Hitchcock. Hitchcock. No. In Hitchcock, right? Yeah. So the first, uh, the first one, I think it was Rex Andrews versus Aiden Cristiano. And Rex Andrews beat the ever-loving <laughs> hell. Out of Aiden Cristiano, so much to where I was, I turned to Matt. I'm like, are they shooting on each other? <laughs> like, he was kicking the hell out of him, you know. And so that's the one thing I always know about Rex. Whenever you, and that's why I think I would bring him up, and Matt would probably say the same thing, and a lot of the boys do because when he's in there, there's a definite element of realism. Right. Like you believe what's going on in there. So for me, his matches are almost some of the easiest to commentate because, like, I'm actually reacting to things that look right. legitimate. You know what I mean? It's not like, you know, no disrespect, but there's some guys out on the indies who who'll do wonky stuff, right? Yeah. Like the no-handed choke slam, right? Where it's all magic stuff. Yeah, and, yeah, you know, yeah. some stuff where it gets real wonky. Yes. And that and and notice like when guys like that come through, and we don't really have a ton of them, but sometimes like it's hard for me to do anything. I'll be honest, like yeah. there's been a match. I'm not going to say who was in it, Just but there it. was a match here. <laughs> here. Yeah. At this arena, to where I was watching it. And it's no one who's on the roster currently, but I was watching the match. And I was like, this is the worst thing we have ever put on. And if you go back and watch the broadcast, I am silent. <laughs> not, right. not on purpose, because they were giving me nothing. Because that what they do in the ring feeds what we do, and then right. vice versa. So, you know, um, when, when Rex is out there, or when Orion Davidson's out there, Gino, or E. Snow, or J.J. Blake, or any yes. of the guys, really all of them on the show now, we've gotten such a great group of guys. And I'm not just saying that as a political answer or anything. Like, everyone can work. Right. Everyone can I, work. I, you, you hit it right on the head. Because, like, we, I mean, I like Book, whatever. He doesn't get in the ring. Like, it, I don't yeah. come here just to see him wave. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, when they when they announce these big names, people freak out. Like, oh, so-and-so's going to be at Riyadh of Wrestling. I'm like, he's not getting in the ring every once in a while, but he's yeah. not getting in the ring. Yeah. That doesn't get me hype. I'm hyped because of the uh, the Ryan Davidsons, the Rex Andrews, you well, like, know, the Brian for, Keys. For that, me, for, yeah, Brian's another great yeah, one. Yeah. I mean, no, there's we, a, we had him on the podcast last week at so Air. So many. You know? But there's and, so many great ones. Yeah. And for me, like, our last set of tapings, no, no, we had a Let me give a shout-out to Brian Keith. Yeah, yeah. I'll, beyond the ring. Yeah. Just awesome dude. The dude's energy. Oh, for real. Just yeah. great. Great. I've I mean, never seen him with a frown on his face. I've never seen him in a bad mood. I've never I've just never seen him in any other thing than him being Brian Keith. You know this what I mean? is the second conversation I've had about Brian Keith today and they said the exact same thing. Yeah. I think the other one was with Ryan Davis. Davis. He's so yeah. he's so cool. But uh, like he's another guy who's just so technically sound. Right. And we have so many of them top to bottom. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's a rarity that we ever have a Cleveland stinker on the show. It almost never happens. The only one I can ever think of is is the one I was referencing earlier, and none of those guys are on the roster anymore, so, Mm -hmm. and it's probably for for a good reason. That's right. That's right. And I I don't want to sound repetitive, and I say this every stinking show, 
reality of wrestling, there's magic in the freaking air. And it's yeah. one of those things that, and I always I always say this, I'm going to say it again, it's the, the ECW before people knew what it was. Mm-hmm. It was the Attitude Era before it was gone. And you, you were yeah. part of this thing, and you didn't know how special it was until it wasn't there anymore. So that's yeah. why all my friends are like, oh, I'm going to go do this instead of go to Raw. I'm like, if you freaking love wrestling, you're going to kick yourself later that you missed this night. Some of my crew, some of my wrestling crew missed the last show we did, and I think it already aired, the uh, the Adriano, the Christian. Oh, yeah, Cristiano. that's what Max was about to talk about. Okay, let's oh, talk about it. Oh, the, man. The, the Falls Count Anywhere match, yeah. and they just missed it, and I was like, you you don't even, I can't even explain it to you. Like, man, you don't even know what you just It just, just aired on TV this last week. Right. So, it was a Lucha Extrema match, first time reality wrestling history, Falls Count Anywhere, no disqualification. El Mascar, as I like to call him, the Scandinavian, versus uh, <laughs> Aiden Cristiano. And this match was awesome. I, I, mean, I see. I didn't see the. I didn't see the thing. I need to go back on uh, the YouTube. Yeah, it's and live. Watch it. I'm talking about live. I, I, it well, was well, incre- yeah, incredible. How oh. how do you announce that? Oh man, that's another thing. It drives it drives the us. You know what I'm saying? Like <clears throat> we a lot of times we'll, well, Matt and I will have our own kind of story or narrative that we like to put on the matches. And and you know our goal at the end of the day is to get the talent over right. Right. And if it's if it's a heel and I'm rooting for the heel, it's just to make the heel hotter so that the baby face looks better. Right. right? I mean that's that's the kind of general science of it. Yeah. So for me though, when you have a match like that, y- you drop all that. You just call them what you're seeing, and, yeah. and you're re- you're reacting, and you're responding, and you're listening to the crowd. And the crowd was just so great for that match. And right. then, you know they're brawling through the crowd. I was and, there. And they're going through the. I was there. Through the they're table. right in front of me. They're right and in front of me. And then he does the the shooting star off the apron oh, and, and the one two Lord. three. I mean, yeah. I mean that match to me was so cool. And uh, a thing that I, I don't think a lot of people know, and I don't really put out there, but I've gotten the opportunity recently, in the last two, three, four months, since we've really been here, to sit in on the meetings with Booker T, with Bruce Pritchard, and with Kevin Bernhardt, our director, and help come up with ideas for the show. And I will, I will say this, I mean, the Falls Count Anywhere aspect of that match was an idea that I pitched, and I was so happy to see the match turn out like that because it was the perfect stipulation for the perfect match and the perfect story right. at the perfect time and the perfect p- part of the show. I right. mean, everything hit on all cylinders for that, and it was so cool to see. And that was a night where we also had a great cage match to open the night right. and then a great triple threat at the end of the night. So, I mean, there's so many things swirling at once. And that show last week, I mean, last month, yeah. out of here. Right. So what are you uh, What are you excited about for the for the next show? Do you know what? We know um, part is. Do you know little, little teasers? I'm, I'm, card subject to change, people. Card subject know, to change. To me, to me, my mm-hmm. favorite thing is 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 seeing guys like East Snow and Gino. Like I was mm-hmm. here when Gino was was it someone else, and he was he, right. he's, he's still. We've had Gino on the show. He's, he's still young. Y- he's still a young. Cat. 19, is he twenty yet? I think he's twenty. I think he's twenty now. Twenty year old phenom. Phenom. And it was crazy. Like I remember a time, and maybe he told the story. Maybe I'll get heat for saying it, but I don't care. It doesn't matter. Um, what are they gonna do to me? I'll bury him on commentary. Damn it! That's right. Uh, yes. Uh, no, no. Just kidding. But just do there it. was no, a time can. where he was a different character, and he was going to do like this springboard, and he slipped and fell right and right. Bust, busted his butt. And just seeing him, though, I mean, in his very, very early stages, right. like a few matches in, but seeing that and remembering it forever, and then seeing what he's doing now. Like, that's kind of the coolest thing about being around this business yeah. for a while, is seeing people evolve Dude, inside and, the and ring. Just, just the same, like I said, and with East you. And like, another one, we, yeah. you, we used to boo you. You were Seacrest with the big hair, yeah. whatever. Yeah. You were just a ring announcer, you know? Yeah. Because like, we like to see if we can rattle people in the ring. You know what I'm saying? The boos and, were nice, though. Like, see, there was a point of time where y'all were booing me so loudly 
Like I had like right. the, one of the biggest reactions of right, <laughs> exactly, and that's my thing. Like uh, yeah. um, um, before, you know, again we'll bring him up every show. Kid Ransom, we used to boo the crap out of him. Yeah, and, and you know he could be like, "Hey man, what's the deal? How are you gonna?" You know, it's like, dude, we're getting you over either way. You know, yeah. But then he turned heel. Yeah, it's out. That's yeah. out, right? Yeah. I can talk about it. Yeah, I mean, it happened. It happened. It happened. It happened. Once it happened, Ransom's it gonna kill you. That's our new chant. Yeah, you know, he we're is. in it. We're in it. So gonna, we're. It's, uh, funny. it's funny, but what is that? What is that about like the fan? Like I, I've always tried to. Okay, to me, talk. I have. To me, Interview I have. Me. Go ahead, Brad Gilmore. To me, I have the. Take over uh, the podcast. I have the the classic sense of where you cheer the baby face boo the right. head, which is fine. But but, it, but the, the, I, I notice more fans li- now like to boo the babyface chant for the heel. Right. What What do you think that dichotomy is? Like, why uh, do you think a lot of it? Okay, so for for. Like like the like for a perfect example is Roman Reigns right now right I mean right. the guy who, I mean I was at well, Mania well, in April and I think people are clamoring for for an authenticity mm-hmm. and and I think with Reigns when he was in the Shield everybody loved this That's dude what I'm right saying. yeah one one quick WWE said okay this is your guy now it felt like we didn't put him there you shoved this down my yeah. face. And and I don't like that. I want to pick who I love, and yeah. I want to I want to like this. And you know, I think um, like, but I'm just that guy. Like I'm I'm watching I'm watching Harry Potter movies cheering for Voldemort. You know what I'm saying? Okay. That's how so I that's roll. Just, that's just you like yeah, the yeah. guy. And, and like so, for me, for me, like when I think of it, like <clears throat> like I understand your point wholeheartedly. Right. right. But when I look look at it, like you're old like, school. Like when I look at uh, let's let's just I'm throwing a random movie out there. Let's say right. Ocean's Eleven, right? Okay. Like George Clooney. Right, I didn't. I didn't put him see, in that position. See, I didn't make him the leader. The storyteller made him the leader. Right, and then but throughout the story, you, you fall you for the che- character. You are like you the cheering character. for Clooney? Yes. Right, but at the same time, you're cheering for a bunch of thieves. That's true. So there, maybe that's a cool, bad example. There's this coolness in the. What I'm saying the, is, like a lot of times in these yeah. movies, these classic movies, the guys that you're supposed to cheer for, the good guys. See, see they're 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 uh, the good guys come up and say, "I'm going to beat you up because I'm strong." Bad guys come up and say, "I'm going to win this because I'm smart." Well, yeah, and I you get know? that, and yeah. I get that. But what I'm saying is, like in a lot of these stories, right? Um, you don't choose. We don't like me the watcher, right? right? If we go back to Back to the Future, I didn't choose Marty McFly, right? Michael J. Fox to be that role. Uh-huh. He was presented that way to me, and then you find yourself right. rooting for him because of the way the story's set up. Uh-huh. Right. And so maybe it's a lack of storytelling on WWE standpoint um, for Roman Reigns. But okay. to me, like I understand, like there, there the is, lack of authenticity, it, I understand. But yeah. it's like in the same spot, it's like, well, okay, they they shouldn't. I, I don't know. I, I kind of feel both ways about it, but they shouldn't have to write the show. To fit the, you know what I'm right. saying? Like, you don't. Like you, you don't. should write the show and then let the let pieces the fall decide. what they may. And I, it, I, I get it's, that. It's like that. Yeah, and I so get that. for us, man, for me, it's it's real. Like I come in, I'm gonna cheer the bad guy. Now don't yeah. get me wrong. You have to earn my respect because if you're not good, it doesn't matter. Like oh, if it, you're not it's, good, it doesn't it's matter. It's crickets. And, right? that, and that's good. If a movie's not good, you don't go right. to see it. Brian yeah. Keith, for example, we don't boo Brian Keith. Yeah. Because he's so good at what he does. That that shows. That oh again as a fan this is a weird thought because I'm just a fan in the in thing we have yeah. a group of guys we have this booze we start cheers if the cheers take off we feel like we've accomplished something yeah you know what I'm saying so when we boo Brian Keith for the sake of booing we lose credibility mm-hmm. as channers and I know that's a weird dynamic yeah, right yeah, yeah. you know let me and let me so, ask you this though yeah. like when someone starts kicking ass and they get good say they suck at first right but then they get good yes. right? do you turn and then you and then you it's cheer respect. if they're a baby yes. face well for me well like, it, it's gotta for, be like, for me it's yeah. weird. Like here's someone. Okay. There's a there's two people who I've always gone to bat for okay. over the last four years in WWE. Okay, right. So I've always gone to bat for these two people. I've always gone to bat for. And it's gonna sound crazy, but I've always gone to bat for the Miz, mm-hmm. and I've always gone to bat for Nikki Bella. Right now, that I'm, does sound crazy. <laughs> sounds crazy. I know. <laughs> right. I know. It's not I, well, the I traditional think, smart I think for fans you. Speak. Like y- 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 yeah. y- y- y'all have had similar hairstyles from time to time. <laughs> what, you the and Miz? the Miz. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But to me, like like I said it a year ago, like on my on my show with Matt, yeah. I was like the Miz. No pun intended. 
is so awesome. Like, this guy's on fire. Right. He, his ring work is actually good. He <sighs> has good psychology, and the promos are great. And I, then now, though, I feel vindicated because, mm-hmm. like, a year later, he's cutting these great promos the on SmackDown, SmackDown and he's, yeah. like, the guy over there, right. essentially. He's one of it's, the mainstays. It's, uh, it's a ru- the Miz is a rough cookie in my world. Yeah. Because he's done better. A guy came from a reality show. Right. And he's not didn't really pay the dues didn't type pay, thing. Exactly. Yeah. You know the whole story. Yeah. Um, so, Eddie, um, our, our third, our, our brain's behind the operation. He doesn't really come on the show, but he's kind of doing a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff. He writes when we're about to launch this website, blah, blah, blah. For cool. The chest. Um, um, he uh, he calls himself Guaps, El Guapo. So he, 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 Shout he, out to Guapo. Every yes, he he's old school. You're your heel champion. Your champion should wear suits. Yeah. Um, like when Dean Ambrose was champion, this dude was flipping out like a wife beater in blue jeans. Like that's not what a champion makes. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, I like. That. And so he's like, cheer the face, you boo the heel. He's all into like real lucha. Like he he, he follows all this stuff. Yeah. And so we get into it a lot. And he tells me like, I don't understand why you don't like the Miz because I didn't like the Miz because I didn't think he was any good. He kind of annoyed me. He's been he's taking somebody else's spot. If somebody else, I can see. I'm tired of looking at him. He says everything you love about heels, the Miz is. And I said. I had nothing. Yeah. I started watching them. And luckily, luckily, so good. luckily, about a week later, he cut the promo, promo on SmackDown <laughs> Live. And I was like, okay, I'm, I can like him now. It's He's good. So like, it dope. fell into it. Yeah. I like, I, and I see that the same thing you're I, I find myself saying like, was what I was, what, yeah, what, what yeah, yeah. I was saying for years. Yeah. I was like, this guy's everything that a heel should be. Yeah. He looks annoying. He's smug. He gets the girl. He's in the movies. Repug, he wears the right. suits. Exactly. He's repug. Right. right. I mean, he's everything that you don't like. And then, you know, the most repug individual can yeah. become the most mage. Uh, right. You have to give a heel. shout out to El Guaps on the repug. That's his catch line. Yes. Shout out, shout out to El Guaps. <laughs> shout out to El Guaps. But, uh, but to me, like, that's kind of like the most repug, uh, to use that term, mm-hmm. the most repug person makes the greatest heel. Right. And, yeah. and, and, he, uh, and, and that's me. why The Miz was one of them. And to me, that's why I went on for and Nikki he does. Bella like too, every everything everything the Miz does. Like I loved when Macho Man hit, hid behind Miss Elizabeth, and then the the Miz would do it, and I'd be like, Yeah, and they'd be like, I don't understand. You're being contradictory, and I'm like, Okay, okay. like well, on, me, on the basic of my healness, I have to like the for Miz. Me, for me, I started winning people over on Team Miz whenever he started doing the thing with the money maker and don't hit my face thing. Yeah. yeah. People started to see the genius of it, uh-huh. but it wasn't until the SmackDown run well, uh, to, where, to where I was so I was so Sandow, happy. Sandow stole the show. Sandow in that stole era. the show, but still, so, but like the Miz was entertaining with Sandow. Right? Because if, 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 if Sandow didn't have the right. Miz, it wouldn't. He, right. would, he would still be Sandow one of the, pink would get the cheers, and the fact the Miz could put himself in that position to know that he's not going to get the cheers and still do the action. Oh, so great! It was so great. And it and was. for me, like now, like when I see like internet rumors and fans talking, like man, Miz should be in in a world title. Program. I'm like, uh, I'm like, yeah. man, you know, well, no, I'm, 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 I'm there yet. I don't know if I'm there yet. As the voice of reason, yes, this podcast Mr. Nate right Laws, yeah. 409 himself. Oh yeah. Okay. So I mean, don't get me wrong. When the Miz, when he did his uh, Money in the Bank, when he defeated Randy Orton to win the WWE title, I was like, okay. And when that girl, little look on the girl's face when he won, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you know the angry Miss girl. Yes, yeah. angry Miss girl. Yes. You had that going on, and <laughs> everything leading up to it. I mean, yeah. he was just true healing face. I mean, he was stepping out, really uh, healing it, it up. And like, then, no, go ahead. I'll say maybe that's okay. part of it. Like he, yeah. When he comes out, you feel like he's about to waste your time. Yeah. You but, know, that, that was the feeling I used to get with the Miss. But what what really got me is when uh, it was leading up. I think it was maybe a week before Mania. And the rock music played, and you know, if you, and everybody got on their feet, 
and out comes the rock. At least you thought it was the rock. It was the Miz. He had on like a ball. Uh, oh yes, a ball. <laughs> I remember that thing. Yeah, he had the glasses on. He had the cut off shirt. He was like, he was doing the whole thing. Yeah, the yeah. whole thing. Everybody thought it was the rock. Then he came out with his walk. Yeah, and then yeah. he was beating up on Cena. I'm talking. Like, it was just, and I was like, you know what? You got to give it to him. Yeah, I hate him, but I, it's good right now. Right. Before but, I hated him because. I seen the. Have you seen the the, uh, the tough enough? He was yeah, on. Yeah, okay, yeah. that was completely different than all the other tough enough. The million dollar. Tough the million dollar tough enough challenge. Okay, I just felt he already had a leg up because he was on MTV. Where was the tough enough challenge on? Mm-hmm. You know, they had yeah, yeah, that yeah. going the, on. The real world road rules. Type and I'm yeah, like, yeah. okay, it's sort of like a, you know, you uh, first string quarterback because your dad's the coach. You know, so yeah. yeah. It's like you already got that. You didn't work your like way you're out. the champion because yeah. you're the promoter. You know. Yeah. 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 But well, then, you know, you know what's funny though that you bring that up is that <clears throat> I always thought, for me even too, is like maybe this is why I related to the Miz in a certain uh, aspect because Miz goes from a reality show into wrestling and getting a good push, right? Uh-huh. Right. For me, I never spend any time around wrestling. The first thing that I'm doing is going out there being a ring announcer, mm-hmm. and then I get to be the commentator right. like you, within you, within a year. You know yeah. what I mean? And and maybe maybe somewhat of me mm-hmm. going so hard for the Miz was like, okay, I went straight from a music career. To doing you know television right. here, you mm-hmm. know what I mean, in, in a very quick amount of time. So maybe maybe I see what you're saying. Maybe have, you, was, have you caught any heat from the boys about that? I don't think. So. Look okay. at this. This you can't make this up. Because uh, someone rest- just someone just texted me okay. and said, uh, "This is my friend, uh, my guy Kip. He talks about his wife Colleen whenever the Miz is on." <laughs> and he said, "Yes, the, there's <laughs> a, a, a middle finger right hand to, to, right, right, to, right. to the Miz. So he's getting over as a heel." But yeah. you were saying something about the heat. Oh uh, yeah, from the boys. I'm saying I don't know. I don't know. I, rest, I, I, no one's rest, ever said anything yeah. to me. Do you think wrestlers are like, man? I really want to try that ring announcing thing. Uh, I don't well, know. no, I don't think that. Yeah. I think you know the one time I was concerned about heat, legitimately. Yeah, let's talk. Was, about it. was, was it was like 2012 or 2013, and I remember Booker invited me to his house for Thanksgiving, mm. and I was like, this is pretty sweet, That's right? Legit. And so I'm thinking. He must do. There's gonna be other guys there, right? There's gonna be other boys, and I, and you know maybe you know some of the people who've been around for a long time are gonna be here. Who knows? I didn't know. Like I'm yeah. still like a year in, so I'm new. You know what I mean? And when I get there, it's just me, and, I, and his family, and I'm like, oh man, I'm gonna get so much heat for this. Right, right, right. I'm right. posting no pictures. I'm well, telling nobody. Yeah, yeah, I'm telling no. So I legitimately was so worried, um, because the thing is, I have so much respect. For everybody here, like mm-hmm. yeah. in all honesty, like everything aside, like I have so much respect for everybody. I will, I will say this: Brad Gilmore came in the room. We're about to start the show, and instead of jumping in, he said, "Give me a minute. I need to shake some hands." Yeah, I need. I need. Yeah, thing, and I appreciate you pointing that out. Like I yeah. wanted to go sit, you know, let everyone know that I'm here, talk to him, see how everyone's going, because I respect everyone who's here, because it's, it's such a team effort. And I bet during the shows, it's probably insane. Like yeah. you're running around like crazy, getting oh, stuff dude, ready. Yeah. yeah. So, you, so so you never want to like, because like I said, I have so much respect that I never want to rub anybody the wrong way. Um, Booker and I definitely have like a close relationship. I'd like to think, you know, mm-hmm. doing the show together. And, 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 you know, he's kind of be, he's a mentor for me in a, in the entertainment field, right? Mm-hmm. I've seen someone who didn't step foot inside of a wrestling ring until he was 25 years old and had no inclinations of ever wanting to be a wrestler until his brother came and told him, why don't we be a tag team, mm-hmm. right? And then Booker, this is a guy who, you know, you know, everyone knows the story, went to prison, made something of himself, you know, and, and <clears throat> whenever, you know, he's a single parent, I mean, so many things that he had to overcome, right? And for, for him... 
to be able to do that and to go into the Hall of Fame right in 2013 for me was awesome to see. So he's always been a mentor to me. So um, I like to think that we have some sort of close relationship. But to go back to the boys, I don't ever want to have any heat with any of these guys because the utmost respect because I know I don't have – this goes to my respect for the military, right? It's like I don't have the balls to go into that ring, put my life in somebody else's right. hands. Yeah. right? I don't right. have that. So I'm going to show the people who are willing to do that the utmost respect right. – in the world, right now, whether I like the match or not, that's that's nothing to do with with the respect I have. That's my point. Is like with the military, I don't have the balls to do that. Whether I agree with the war or not, I still have respect for them. You right. see what I'm saying? Exactly. So it's kind of a similar dichotomy. I'm, I'm, I'm with you a thousand percent. Yeah. Well, see, that's good because because uh, he of, gets in the ring. I know. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, a lot of people, yeah. um, whenever they see us in the ring, you know, they got they. Uh, look, he can't do this, or he's not doing this right. And the, you right. have the smart marks who, oh, this could have been better, you know. But do you have what it takes to actually step in there and do it? You right. Know? Yeah. You know, and, that, and it's a fine line to walk to as a fan. Mm-hmm. Like, like I find myself as a fan of other sports being critical of of coaching decisions, or you know, right. Brock Osweiler right now. I'm super critical of. But then mm-hmm. at the same time, it's like, well, I know that I can't go in there and do any right. better. Mm-hmm. And so you find yourself walking a fine line. So um, that's why I've said in interviews before. It's like I'm never going to say anything was just a, just awful, mm-hmm. but except for that one match that I referenced earlier, <laughs> it was. It was mm-hmm. just. It was just. Oh, it was the drizzlings. Yeah. But, said, uh, it was a Cleveland stinker. It was a Cleveland stinker. Steamer. Yeah, yeah. Said. But which, which I guess isn't an apropos statement anymore, given the Cavs and the, and the <laughs> yes. Indians. But right. but my, my, we still have the Browns that we can relate them to. So I just Mentale. think that uh, what do you do? <laughs> Robert Griffin the third. What, what are oh, you doing? Oh man. So uh, I just think that it's. Uh, it, I agree with that. It's hard to. That's where I kind of get. I got into it with someone on Twitter the other day, like after the Hell in a Cell pay per view, right? Because mm-hmm. they were they were taking a big crap all over the Hell in a Cell match with Sasha and Charlotte, mm-hmm. and I'm like, how can you say anything negatively about that match? They went out there and they killed each other. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Maybe you don't like the finish, but don't crap all over the match. Right. And, and so I find myself getting angry with someone who's not even a wrestler with the smart marks, the smarts, the fans, mm-hmm. um, when they when they just want to crap all over a match to where I know these two women are feeling it. You know what I'm saying? They're feeling right. it and they're putting their hearts out there. It's right. real. It's difficult. It, Go ahead, bro. I'm saying it, it is it, and on our thing, and that's I'm very fine line because um, like I love to boo people. I love to get that. Yeah, I love sure. the crowd. I love yeah. the just turning. I love one of my favorite things in the world when this face. I'm the face. I'm supposed to get cheered. The the very scientific. This is how wrestling works. And they're climbing to the top rope and they're on our side expecting. And they just get booze, and the look on their face is just beautiful. Like they don't know what to do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and um, it happens. And See, it's I great. think that's okay. And so, so my biggest fear is yeah. walking into a, in real life into this arena and doing what we do as Chop to the Chest Radio. Because again, we are a love letter to local wrestling because we stink and love it, and we respect yeah. everything they do. Coming across this dude that saw me in the front row or third row that just turned an entire side of a crowd on him. Well, where's I think, the respect I, I think, And so I hope yeah. they know that we respect everything I'm sure. they do. I mean, so. it's a it's a it's a crowd. Yeah. I mean, you're supposed yeah. to have fun. Like last show, I was arguing with a seven year old uh, boy, telling him to jump the guardrail and be a real man and face me face to face. I like to think I though, missed that. That's I beautiful. like to think that his mother after the show didn't yeah. really think I was going to go try to beat right. up her son. Dude, you know I was in the same boat. I'm cheering. We we bought tickets late. We're in the the standee part and going. Yeah. We don't care. We just want to be here. You know, Brad Gilmore knocking stuff down. Sorry. And um, it's all right. It's all right. And then there's this little kid like three rows back. Just turning around, and he's like, "Yo, shut up! Oh, y'all, shut up!" And I'm like, "Nobody likes you." And like, um, just straight, he's like seven. I have kids yeah, that are that yeah, old. Yeah. I'm a 
grown man with a beard arguing with this little kid. I know. You know? <laughs> and then we had it planned. We're like, if that kid turns back around, we're going to all get up and say, boo that kid! Boo that kid! And so he never, his dad, I think, was like, don't mess with those guys. But it was a good back and forth yeah. for a while. And me just picking on seven years old. You know, oh, and so it was, for me, it was fun and my guys were laughing. That's all it is. It's like when we come in, we want to be part of the show. We become part of the show and it's like, it's weird. It's a weird dynamic as a fan. It's not even real. It's like we're still in this yeah. kayfabe world where, yeah, yeah, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. No, for sure. I understand that. And mm. to me, it's like when it's a show, it's a show. You know mm. what I mean? It's like <clears throat> you're there to be entertained and you're there, you know, for a lot of times to feel like you're a part of it. Right. You know what I mean? And to be a part of it for real. So I think, I think there's a difference. You reach high levels of really respect and passion and love what you're doing. Yeah. And it becomes just sitting there on your hands as opposed to like, like you asked me, I don't get this, this fan thing. Like, yeah. that's part of it. Like, just... Um, kind of this interrupt again. These guys are in training, and hopefully their 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 steps are here, and they kind of go up. And, and yeah. even then, like row is is amazing for what it does. And if this is the only level, and I I hate to use the word level because I don't feel that um, it's beneath a lot of stuff. You know what I'm saying? Because of the caliber of wrestling that happens here. You know, but to get these guys in and kind of rattle the wrestlers, how how strong is their performance? You know, and they can go through it. And there's some guys that we just booed the crap out of, and it doesn't phase them one, and it's beautiful. You know, I understand what you're saying, brother, but yeah. it's it's as a wrestling fan. Yeah, I mean, it's it's your God given right to either you want to cheer, you God want to boo, you yeah. want to cry, you want to yeah. laugh. From the Lord. If you want to sit on your hands, mm-hmm. you paid your money to see this show. Right. However, you want to react to it, if you like. The heel, you want to you want to cheer the heel, right? Cheer them. You done paid your money for that show, yeah. You know, so you can cheer the heels all you want to till you're blue in the face. Mm-hmm. If you want to boo the uh, boo the uh, faces, right. do that. Oh, I do. You came out. I will. If you, if you want to pay your money and sit in your hands, you can be a stupid idiot and yeah. sit on your hands. But we <laughs> say it, it's about you can be the end. worst person in the world and just it, sit on your hands. Be an asshole. <laughs> it, can, it can be row. It can be. Hurricane Pro, RCW, Texas All-Star, it doesn't matter. We, uh, as wrestlers, we're here to do a few things. Mm. Entertain, electrify, make you feel something that you never felt before. Mm -hmm. You know what? I tell you what, that's me going to a road show when I went with you. Yeah. You know, I'm you know, I'm a wrestler, I get in there and right. doing the Nate lost the road. I'm just throwing right. it out okay, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're there. We're, we're, we're there, there. Yeah. we're there, we're getting there. Steps. Oh yeah. But see, going and watching it, and I'm just like, I'm loving every part of it. Seeing the fans, seeing the guys in the ring doing their thing, you know, knowing them on a professional and a personal level, right. seeing them entertaining, and seeing the faces of the fans, you know, the little kids like, oh man, damn, look at that guy, you know. Just what he just did right there makes me want to go video show, like YouTube. Like yeah. that, that, yeah. that, 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 that was a gift way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Nate Law's yeah. acting like a seven year old well, is gorgeous. The kids are just like, and you know WWE, you know they cool and everything, but the prices of the tickets are like outrageous. Mm-hmm. They come to a road show, and you know who knows? A. Andrew Jackson, right. you know yeah. Q, you yeah. know Gino. Kids are seeing them guys, and you know after the show, they could be like, man, you what? know what? I want to be Gino. I want to. You know Q. that's a great point. You know that Booker always brings up. Booker has a rule uh, that he wants to be the oldest guy in the company because he wants kids. Um, to be able to look, because you know when I started reality wrestling, I was 19 years old. Um, so he wants for people to be in the crowd to say the same thing you are. Like, man, I not only do I want to be them, 
I could be them. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like he wants that the actual the, them to be able to visualize someone right. who's in their same age bracket. You know, I mean, you say Marcellus Black. We've had this conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in the crowd. Like he was sat in front of me. Yeah, I remember. And I kept trying to get him to jump the rail to go in. There. I was like, hey, I bro, remember. I didn't even know who he was. He's just a big old dude. He's a big like, dude. He yeah. kept getting up and playing around. I was like, brother, ain't gonna stop you, bro. <laughs> ain't gonna yeah. stop you. Yeah. You know. And I was just messing with him. But it turns oh, out he was the guy yeah, from that, the Texans that yeah. is gonna be a wrestler. You yeah. Now was with NXT. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So so awesome stuff on that. Um, one of the coolest thing I saw on the internet from the things y'all been doing lately um, was the Booker T the Halloween spectacular. What was it? Oh yeah, the the Boo Bash. The Boo Bash. I knew yeah. the word Boo was in there. Yeah. And you talk about little kids dreaming. There was a little Gino running around. I saw yeah. that. This kid yes. dressed up like Gino, and I that was my that. favorite thing on the internet for oh, a week. Great. My favorite thing. There's a lot of random <laughs> things I get into. Why couldn't you be this good, kid? Damn it! I know. Go to your room. Oh, you want to be a minion because you're three? <laughs> this kid dressed up like Gino. You're making me look bad. <laughs> I don't love no, you anymore. I know. I'm trying to be the third voice of a wrestling in the South Houston area behind these two guys. Mr. Brad Gilmore, yeah. you are a pleasure. I love the adventures that you go yes, on. Yes, thank you. I'm inspired by your life. Well, you should be inspired. I like Pretty that. Cool. I like <laughs> that. I like that. Anything you'd like to tell your fans, our fans, the Chop to the Chest radio family before you go? Yeah, man, just check out all the stuff that, that I'm involved with. Uh, you can go to my website, bradgilmoreofficial.com, um, but at Brad Gilmore, all social media. Your opinion doesn't matter five days a week. Uh, Heated Conversations every Saturday on Sports Radio 610. Uh, Reality Wrestling, Saturday nights, midnight, CW39. Uh, you know, catch me hosting all kinds of events uh, in the city of Houston. And, uh, you, you know, more music coming, too. So, awesome. for sure. Yeah. What was the band again? 2011. 2011. You can get it. Uh, like, oh, man, what's our, <laughs> what's our band? Spell it out. Yeah, 20, yeah, two, yeah, spelled out. 2011. You'll find it. Two, okay. Type in 2011 music. You'll find it somewhere. Awesome. I don't awesome. remember the links. Mr. Nate Laws. Drive us out of here. Man, you know how we do. No matter who you are, where you're from, and what you're doing, if there's an indie wrestling show, or independent wrestling show, anywhere around you, in your neighborhood, no matter where it is, go see us, support these guys, watch them, love them, see what they do, buy the merch, t-shirt, rubber band, it don't matter. You will not be disappointed when they come through. Except for that one match he told us about. That one match. Oh, right. It was so bad. It was so, so bad. But it doesn't matter where you're from, all walks of life, man. We all come together for that simple thing of the enjoyment of wrestling. Chevy, tell them what it is, baby. It is, baby. I am Chevy Chevy, the essence of podcast execution with my man, Mr. 409 Nate Laws, and we have the hip-hop given, the time-traveling, the color commentating, Mr. Brad Gilmore. Thank you so much for being here. We are out. It is Chop to the Chest Radio, baby! Woo!